Anyone know what that is? That's music to my ears. That's another sale on Shopify, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling shirts or sandals, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute, new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify. And you can do it too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere. Whether they're eBooks or earrings, Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. So sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite. Go to shopify.com slash c-suite, all lowercase on c-suite, to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash c-suite. You're listening to Thinking Outside the Bud, where we speak with entrepreneurs, investors, thought leaders, researchers, advocates, and policymakers who are finding new and exciting ways for cannabis to positively impact business, society, and culture. And now, here is your host, business coach, Bruce Eckfeldt. Are you a CEO looking to scale your company faster and easier? Check out Thrive Roundtable. Thrive combines a moderated peer group mastermind, expert one-on-one coaching, access to proven growth tools, and a 24-7 support community. Created by Inc. award-winning CEO and certified scaling-up business coach Bruce Eckfeldt, Thrive will help you grow your business more quickly and with less drama. For details on the program, visit Eckfeldt.com slash thrive. That's E-C-K-F-E-L-D-T dot com slash thrive. Welcome, everyone. This is Thinking Outside the Bud. I'm Bruce Eckfeldt. I'm your host. And our guest today is Brian Holler. He is Managing Consultant at Value Integrators. We're going to talk to him about the work they're doing in cannabis and kind of the insight they have around the industry. I always love these conversations with folks who are you know, taking different approaches, kind of looking at cannabis for different angles, working with different companies. There's a lot of insight there. And I think, um, you know, a lot of uh, learning for people that are in the cannabis space or want to get into the cannabis space. So I'm excited for this conversation. With that, Brian, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Bruce, for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah. I hope you're doing well today. Uh, I am. I am. So why don't we get a little bit of background in terms of before we start of Talk about what you're doing today in cannabis and where the industry is. Let's hear the backstory. Like, how did you get involved in cannabis? What what led up to things? What's the journey that you've been on? Certainly. Well, like a lot of people, I've always been a fan of cannabis for as long as I can remember. Uh, My parents were, I wouldn't say regular consumers, but they very much had a open-minded view of it. And so I was raised to be a free thinker in that regard. Looking back, I realized how powerful that actually was. I yeah. wasn't as uh, apt to kind of believe or lean into, you know, a certain propaganda, that sort of a thing. Anyhow, so 
always been a fan, right? But yep. uh, I would be lying if I told you that, you know, the first time when I consumed and I was 15 or 16 that I knew I was medicating myself, you know. Yeah. But as I learned things, um, you know, and got educated, I have a background in education and communication. Okay. I was a teacher. I worked in newspapers. I worked around a lot of different people. Really liked working with folks to help grow them, help build them. And then when digital really exploded, people with my skill set sort of lent themselves to marketing and sales in a way that hadn't been kind of done before. And I really latched onto that and really kind of took my past and started truly being, you know, digital marketing manager, business development specialist. I'd get some clients, I'd get snatched up by one, I'd kind of go, you know, in that ebb and flow when you're an mm -hmm. early consultant or, you know, out there grinding. And eventually I ended up working in management consulting and that was kind of the full, the rounded education where, you know, I'm able to not just see how small and medium business work, but enterprise level, make all those connections there and really felt like I could help a lot of businesses grow at that point. Sure. So jumped out into, you know, com consulting on my own. However, with cannabis, it, I would say around when I first started doing the business end of cannabis was probably a good six, seven, eight years ago, just okay. working with a few people who were kind of in the space or branding themselves, nothing too formal until I got to a company called Razzle, which I worked at and they raised capital for cannabis companies. And I was able to be very much, I was SVP of BizDev for them. So front facing, met a lot of people, went to all the events, did all the things. And that allowed me really to grow uh, value integrators into a cannabis consulting business. We also, uh, we work with other folks in different verticals as well, but the majority of our clients tend to be in cannabis. And it's really great to be working with a bunch of people who have all these varied experiences all across the board, everything from being in cannabis for decades to, you know, we're a SVP of somewhere else. And now you've segued over here. I like the blending of everything, although it quite obviously causes, it can cause, you know, tension and, and things of that nature. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. And so, and, and where do you typically get involved? I mean, when a company is, you know, looking to engage you and, and how do you help them? What pra practically, what are you actually doing for them? Sure. What we like to say is right around the time where you're feeling like you've got the enough motor behind you or enough resources behind you to hire a lot of people kind of lean into this oh hey we actually are getting going now so i better hire an svp of biz dev or a marketing manager or you know a marketing director type person and i've been that person multiple times and you get saddled with a you know sixty thousand dollar a year job and you're supposed to wear 46 hats and you're supposed to drive all sales revenue oh, yeah. you know everything right for for a, a small or medium-sized businesses because people don't necessarily know how all of that works and right. So what I say to owners out there is when you feel like you're at the spot where you're like, we need a marketing agency or we need a SVP of BizDev, pause and consider a firm like Value Integrators where for the price of a marketing manager, you can get a full team of SVP level certified PMPs, things like that to come in and be sort of glue for your management and your leadership to essentially stabilize, grow, um, establish processes where you probably didn't have them before because you've ramped up, right? Oh, we mm -hmm. have a brand, you know, all of a sudden this one product or a couple of products taken off, I blink and I'm like, wait, I don't have a lawyer. I don't have an accountant, but I'm doing pretty good. But right there, I would caution you to pause and try to get those things, especially once you do have that motor behind you. And we're part of that. So we basically come in and help companies stabilize, get uh, proper processes down, rely on data, you know, organize themselves with regards to their uh, marketing sales, business development efforts, their operations, you know, creating SOPs. If they're interested in raising capital, perhaps we're helping them build a deck 
you know, really coming in and serving as a true leadership and management option. Yeah. And what are you noticing about cannabis companies that are, you know, potentially different than other other organizations, either in terms of, you know, challenges they're having, things they have to deal with, you know, nature of the industry, the people involved? What are you seeing um, relative to the other work that you've done? I think the thing that that is, it's a blessing and a curse at the same time, which is, it's not just new, the newness of everything. It's that you have so many different people from so many different walks of life, basically coming together. And maybe I'm a dreamer, but I really do think that most of the the vast majority of people I've run into really see this as not just an opportunity to be in a nice thriving new, you know, commodity that's going to expand into multiple industries and, and grow all across the world. It's also a chance to sort of remake, remake business in the way that in an optimal way, truly considering different things and truly uh, considering, you know, best practices. And, and I think everybody truly wants to not just help cannabis grow, but be leaders in industry to be part of kind of the new normal, as people might call it or something like that. And I think that's a blessing, but it's also a curse. Because it's a blessing in that great, you know, all these different ideas and a lot of amazing brands and companies and opportunities are here and we all are very excited and there is tremendous opportunity, but you have to be able to navigate those waters. You have to be able to bring those people together. You have to be able to, you have to be able to hold true to the culture yet push things forward in a way that is more buttoned up and a little bit more organized. So there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of kind of, molding that has to happen that can cause difficulty if you're not around people with open minds and open hearts and, you know, and, uh, and trying to be as transparent with one another when you're partnering, you know, I think that because of that, that dynamic that I think a lot of people get crossed up in it. So what I mean by that is I think that when you you're used to how other industries work and the stuff that you don't like about your old job and tech or, you know, (laughs) banking or whatever it might be, Take the things that you didn't like about that and try to make them not like that in cannabis. And I think you get a lot of people trying to do things like that. But I think some people are stuck in their old set of ways. And so that can cause tension sometimes. So if as long as you can navigate those waters, you can really have some success. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm curious from a talent point of view, I think one of the things uh, I have certainly found is the industry is growing so quickly and the demand for people of various skill sets and experiences and levels in the cannabis industry is, is just running into limits. And so, you know, p- part of the challenge a lot of these companies face is I just, I don't have enough people, right? I, or I can't find the people with the right skills and training. And, and so that skews, you know, the what you're having to pay people because there's a dearth of talent. You know, it means that you have a lot of people coming in from other industries, which, you know, can work, but you're now you're dealing with a lot of transition and, you know, people not really knowing the cannabis industry very well. How, how has this played out for you and how has it impacted your business? Well, I think that impacts a lot of people's businesses for sure. I think you have to be willing to look outside of traditional boxes and pockets where you're, or just traditional mindsets about hiring. You know, mm-hmm. I think we all know the college degree doesn't necessarily mean that somebody is skilled at all. Yeah. Um, I have two masters and a bachelor's. So again, um, <laughs> I'm not saying that uh, college is worthless, but I am saying that especially in cannabis, when you've had such a a, a large part of the industry kind of grow under the radar, let's say, yeah. or a lot of people with a lot of experience that you wouldn't know where to find them, right? Now you can sort of find them. I would definitely seek to kind of get rid of those old paradigms that I might have in my head about hiring practices or places where I'm supposed to hire or quote, how it's supposed to be done. 
if you can not be in that mold, you'll have a much more easy time aligning not only the skills, you're just figuring out the skills you're looking for and not worrying about what that person did or didn't do in their past and be willing to, yeah, kind of shed some old thinking with regards to how you hire people. Yeah. Any particular hiring strategies that you've seen work either for you or for your clients in terms of, you know, being able to find people or transition people, train people up into cannabis? Yes. I would certainly look with, look at people who you know, who've been in the industry the longest. And certainly if your business in, uh, in a, interacts with um, people up and down the supply chain, specifically growers, cultivators, manufacturers, mm-hmm. those people have pretty broad networks, generally speaking, and they can generally help you find people who are knowledgeable about cannabis. I would also look for cannabis-specific education platforms, of which there aren't too many, but I know Holistic Mm -hmm. Caring is one. That's a great one that you could look at. And anybody in that network is going to be, you know, really quality people who actually understand the medicinal kind of aspects of cannabis. For one, there's other places where you can look. Things like LeafWire, which are, you know, um, like the LinkedIn for cannabis. That's a good place to go find people. Vanks isn't too bad or Hemp Hire. Those kinds of places are there for a reason and they have good people and people in cannabis tend to feel more comfortable with folks who have been in the space or who are very much ingratiated into the space so perhaps instead of looking at a linkedin look at a leafwire things like that yeah yeah and for those folks that are that are interested in getting involved in cannabis you know individuals professionals that you know have been kind of curious about the cannabis space they're thinking about getting involved what I, what I like to call pivoting into cannabis any suggestions of either you know things you need to you know questions you need to ask yourself first or things you need to know about or you know in terms of strategies on how I as an individual could successfully make the transition you know and and take my skills and experiences and you know from pharmaceuticals or from manufacturing and and actually get involved in cannabis successfully that's a great question Bruce and thank you that's there's so many different philosophies on this I would say this first and foremost understand the history of the plant just on a like you don't need to know in-depth scientific or medicinal knowledge necessarily but understand why it was made illegal and why that was really done, that sort of a thing. And then I would urge people, if you're going to be in this space, no, you don't have to be, you know, twerking down bong rips every night or multiple times a day or anything. <laughs> um, although that's delightful if you do, but, yeah, exactly. you but, but, <laughs> but, but I would definitely have some sort of familiarity with what it does for the body. I would urge anyone to look at if you're nervous about the psychoactive effects or what have you, look yeah. at CBD then, you know, yeah. things really work. So like, I'm just, if you just try a tincture or a lotion or something that helps you with a, an agging, a, a nagging injury or something like that, yeah. something to at least get your mind around it. And quite frankly, it's, you don't have to be smoking every day or whatever, but you just have to have sort of a, like, why would I want to work for somebody who a doesn't even know anything about the commodity we're selling, Yeah, you know, or why would I do so? Why would I, why would I work for somebody who still has this sort of old propagandized mindset about cannabis where I'm yeah. repeating stuff that I, that dare was teaching me in fifth grade or whatever. Like if you're at that level, I would, I would strongly urge you not to get into the game because yeah. you will be eaten up quickly. And honestly, people will see it as disrespect. We're going to take a quick break to hear some words from our sponsors. And now back to our program. Yeah, it's interesting. I, and, you know, I got into it really only, you know, in the last six, seven years. Um, I was an athlete in high school and college and really never, I mean, I had some friends, but I never really got into it. And until later in life, and I, I had a 
back injury. I, I broke my back and a certain post-surgery recovery ended up, you know, a friend of mine turned me onto it. And it, it has been interesting to kind of, you know, there's a desire to be open and inclusive and kind of bring other folks from the, you know, other industries in. But I think there is still kind of a, look, if you're going to be in this space, you have to understand the plant at some level, right? And it doesn't mean, yeah, you don't need to be taking reps every day. But, you know, having some experience with it, you know, knowing about it, you know, knowing what the effects are, having some firsthand kind of, you know, familiarity with the products and use of the products is important. And, and you said it's not, I mean, it doesn't mean you need to be, you know, consuming high levels of THC, right? You can get into CBDs, you can get into, you know. Yeah, um, maybe CBN, maybe you want to sleep a little yeah, better. That's a yeah. great and, and different, to sleep. And, you know, get into and do a bath bomb. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go, go take a bath with exactly. cannabis, right? It Absolutely. doesn't mean you have to ingest it and, yes. you, know, you know, get the psychological or the, the um, psychoactive elements of it. Yeah, so that, I think that's really good advice, and I think it is uh, it is something that I've I have seen in the industry. Is just ha- having a little bit of that goes a long way. It gives you a lot of kind of cred or respect from folks that have been in the industry for a long time, and they know they know that you know there's there's a lot of people who are new to cannabis coming into cannabis, and that's that's just kind of nature of it. But those that partake at some level have, um, I think, do do a little bit better. Yeah, I agree, and they can kind of command some. When you come in at a certain level, you can sort of have some respect already in command. So the way that you could really defuse that is to do exactly what you said is to be somebody who is open to the plant who knows a little bit about something you know who knows a little bit about it and you know that is willing to i don't know that's willing to learn and grow right in front of people that's yeah that's a you know yeah the, the one thing I, I just along that lines i think that has been successful for me is you know being willing to say that i you know you don't know certain things right and that happens to me all the time right i'll be working with someone they're talking about you know hash processing and ice hash and i'm like like, I kind of get an idea of what this is, but like, tell me exactly how this works because I just don't, I don't have good familiarity with it. And, and that, that's, that goes a long way. You know, I think people, there, there is a lot of this kind of, you know, posing in the industry that you know more than you do and trying to get, you know, trying to get status. And I think, um, I think the real people that know will, will respect you for, you know, asking questions, um, yep. and, and seeing them as sources of knowledge. What have you seen? What's going on in the industry now that's most interesting for you? We've got a bunch of new states coming online. There's, you know, potentially some movement at federal level in, in terms of legislation. Uh, there's new research coming out, right? Like what What are the things that you're most interested in in terms of, of kind of current events going on in cannabis? I think it's the the big picture if you look at all the dots you just lined up right there is all of a sudden – I remember even as soon as early as, well, last year doesn't really count. So let's say two years ago. As early as two years ago, it was, oh, when's, you know, gosh, we need more studies, right? And we need uh-huh. more, you know, we need more movement. We need more education. And while I think people in the industry uh, or in the space would say, gosh, we got a lot of work to do. We're not getting there fast enough, et cetera. I think if you look at the big picture, we actually are accelerating quite a lot. You know, the new... New administration has brought at least more discussion nationally. We can get into whether they mean it or not, but but ultimately, <laughs> but ultimately, you know, I would say in the last whatever six months or or so, we've heard a lot more nationally about legalizing cannabis than ever before. That's for sure, or you know, and it seems a little bit more real. I think people, more people, are knowledgeable about the issues that banking, uh, you know, that banking has caused or financial difficulties have caused cannabis companies. I think that more and more people are getting aware of the medicinal benefits in a way that is very formal and brought to you by high-level scientists, medical experts, CEOs who you might respect, even celebrities who you might respect. You know, and so I I just look at the big picture and I go, I know we have a ton of work to do, but man, I can't believe we're here and we got to keep going because 
there are a lot of bad actors out there. Not, I would not say the majority by, uh, mm-hmm. by far. Um, it's, it's a very small sliver, but it can be powerful and well-known. And I think it's really important that we, as long as we can fo- fixate, I think, on including everybody in the process that should be in the process, and I mean everybody, and giving them equal opportunity to be in the process and be in the space, Yeah, I think then we can continue to accelerate at the level that we are and also like I say, win-win, have our cake and eat it too, push out this wonderful plant, provide lots of amazing support for people around the world in all sorts of different ways that they don't even realize, like replacing concrete and plastic. And as everybody continues to learn what this really will do, at least early evidence shows that they support it and they get on board and they want it to be not just available for everybody, but they want that new normal that we were speaking about earlier to be real. And everybody that I know in cannabis that I really value their opinions basically shares that sort of hope and, and passion. And if you can get, if you can latch onto that, if you can be somebody who does that, you can definitely, there's a space for you in cannabis for sure. Yeah. What are some of the areas or, or resources that have worked well for you for getting kind of getting up to speed and staying on top of the cannabis industry, right? There's, there's a lot of, well, we, we used to have more conferences. <laughs> we haven't had many conferences in the last year and a half, yeah. although they're starting to come back. Yep. Like, what's been your kind of source of knowledge, opinions, insight? I mean, there's there are a lot of, you know, kind of publications and, and knowledge sources out there. What, what have been your go-to? So, to your point, Bruce, events are fantastic in cannabis, and they will continue to be as it opens up. They are, yeah. you know, I mean, I, I understand in every industry we have, you know, events and whatnot, but in cannabis, it's... It's just something else. It's different. It's more people. It's another level. <laughs> it is another level, exactly. So that will help, you know, conferences. MJ Biz Daily is a good resource or a green entrepreneur or marijuana moment. There's a lot of industry specific media outlets out there. Oh, Cannabis and yep. Tech Today is a really great one. They also yep. do Emerge, which I believe you're speaking at next week. I am. We are, it's coming up next week. We're doing a couple, we're doing two different panels on it. So yeah, no, yep. that's a great one. I Very highly nice. encourage people to check out Emerge. <laughs> Me too. Uh, we have a booth there as well. You know, this isn't the Emerge a thon, but uh, you know, please go there. It's a fantastic virtual event. Great people hold it. You really can meet a lot of people. I think cannabis, speaking of that, has done a good job in terms of doing the virtual event space and really, you know, ingratiating themselves with companies like Hopin and, you know, different platforms that, you know, and just using Zoom and stuff like that too, to to be innovative. I think that's a big one too. Honestly, it all comes down to really having a strong network. People who you know that you can rely on, that you can talk to fairly regularly, people who you work with or for perhaps, those are going to be the people who help you the most. You know, all these other outlets and, you know, podcasts and everything. Great. Don't get me wrong. We, we, we want to learn a lot. We want to listen to these things. But building your own network is really what's going to keep you on point with regards yeah. to what's really going on. You know, like it's like um, if you're reading, you know, if you're into politics, if you're reading the paper, do you feel like you know everything that's going on? Well, you shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> because yeah. it, it's just telling you what everybody wants you to know. Yeah. Right. So. If you really want to know what's going on, you got to make connections. You got to know people who know people. You got to you have to plug yourself into um, professional development opportunities or networking groups where people are. It's a little more private, and people are, you know, yep. um, sharing you know more things. Like uh, NACB does a good job of that. They have weekly mm-hmm. calls where members get together and you know learn about banking or learn about insurance or different thing aspects of the industry. Look for a little look for outlets like that. It's a big one. Yeah. And and I guess what are the big things that you're looking at, you know, in terms of the future of the industry? Like as you kind of 
see where cannabis is going, what are the big issues, what are the big potential changes that people should be aware of or kind of have in their strategic plans? Well, that's a good one. Well, everybody's looking towards legalization. Like, oh, it's going to happen tomorrow. It's going to happen five Mm -hmm. years from now. It's going to happen, right? Uh, You're getting closer. (laughs) Yes, right. We're inching closer every day, right? That said, we're not there yet. And and we're not going to be there at least for two more years, maybe more than that. So I would say this, if you have a CBD company, now's maybe the time that you're thinking of, you know, because eventually, I don't know how it's going to all play out when that happens, but the reason CBD, at least I think, is so famous is simply because it doesn't have psychoactive effects. And we also know that blending cannabinoids has lots of great benefits as well, especially CBD and THC together. That's the whole kind of full spectrum conversation and all these things. I would definitely be prepared if you're a CBD only company to either segue yourself into full on wellness and beauty and that sort of a thing. Totally fine. Or I would start looking at CBN and THC and and blends Mm -hmm. and start kind of preparing myself for having a more diverse product offerings because that's definitely something that's going to happen soon. I would also suggest that banking issues will probably be cleared up before legal full legalization happens. So I would agree. Be prepared there too. You know, there will be a time soon where you won't have to take your bag of money to the the armored (laughs) truck and, and and things like that, which will also free up a lot of um, investment money. And and, and the money, like if you think the money is flowing in cannabis right now, you have not seen anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. Yeah. And, and that's just, I mean, when, once we see some of these changes, once once banking gets cleared up, certainly if we go federally legal or at least, you know, yep. remove it from the schedule. If be, international, yeah. you know, shipping becomes easier, you know, or uh-huh. able to be done, right? I mean, and those things will happen. They will happen. What, what do you see? I mean, uh, do you see anything interesting going on in the international space? I mean, I, I think people are so U.S. focused. You know, maybe we talk about Canada now and again. Sure. <laughs> and if you're really lucky, we'll talk about Mexico. They've got some interesting stuff going on. Well, but, um, you know, what's, uh, what else do you see going on internationally there's a, the truth of the matter is a ton of countries are far more advanced than the united states is in, in what they're doing canada being one of them mexico just legalized and they're set to already go further ahead of us within a, a year or two as long as they do everything on their end correctly you got co- countries like australia where it's fully legal europe has a nice handful of places where it's medicinal or legal and they a lot of these places are already able to ship internationally and work with other countries and they are and there's a lot of strength that happens in that for instance i know that jamaica does a lot of work with australia and um, spain and that's because they have good grows there and they can have a nice little trifecta of of shipping and and knowledge jamaica has a tourism and you know and australia has a a strong trying trying to have a strong emphasis on the medicinal aspects so yeah all these places are also looking to certain play, uh, certain companies and people in the states for some guidance, but it's not like we're the only leaders in the world in cannabis. You know, we're you know we there are other people in other countries that are ahead of the game that are mm-hmm. already doing things that we are restricted from doing. And yeah. if we continue to restrict ourselves from doing some of these things, some of those other places are going to end up being the industry standard when it comes to cannabis. Yeah, yeah, it's such a shame too because we, I mean, particularly Northern California is is you know, growing the best weed in the world, right? Yep. It's very clear, like, that there's the premium weed, the premium hash, right? Like, producing some of the most amazing product. And and yet, we're, you know, stymied because, you know, we can't, I mean, not only can we, can we get it internationally, we can't get it out of the state, yep. right? they can only sell so in California. Like, Fortunately, it's yeah. the sixth largest economy in the world, but still, 
Yeah. Imagine what they could do if, you know, the borders were, if you could just, you know, free market. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I get, you know, on the, on my streets of New Jersey here, find my, you know, find my Humboldt County weed. And yeah, I mean, it's, it, it does seem like we're, you know, I think we still have time, but at some point we're going to risk, I think, the potential that the U.S. has of really being a world leader in, you know, in cannabis. But both from a production point of view, quality point of view, you know, con- uh, having the the knowledge around the plant, but really kind of the, you know, being able to set the standards and really kind of be the defining body around the world of cannabis. So, uh, yes, if, you know, we'll see. If anybody out there that's American is listening to this and is hearing us talk about this, it is very real there is a very good chance that we don't get to be the leaders in this if we don't pull our heads out of our you know what's in the next probably (laughs) two to five years and if we if we don't then it'll be what it is but you know i I really i really hope it doesn't go down down like that i hope we're all kind of leaders in the space and we're all available to i don't know it would be super cool if there was a kind of international i mean i'm sure there is like an international right. com- cannabis organization, but if it was really well known and and really yeah. established and you yeah. know and driving trade and things of that nature. Yeah, Brian, this has been a pleasure. If people want to find out more uh, about you and the work that you do, what's the best way to get that information? Thank you so much, Bruce. I really appreciate it. If you want to find me, I'm on all the socials, all the places. Uh, you can either look me up at, at Brian Holler or my handle usually is Holler ten twelve H O L L E R one zero one two. Of course, you can learn about value integrators by going to valueintegrators.com and feel free to connect and reach out. Uh, I'd love to hear from all of you. Great. I'll make sure that the links and the handles and everything are in the show notes. Brian, it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Thank you so much, Bruce, for having me uh, on uh, Thinking Outside the Bud. That's it for this episode of Thinking Outside the Bud. Be sure to subscribe using your favorite podcast app so you don't miss our future episodes. See you next time. You've been listening to Thinking Outside the Bud with business coach Bruce Eckfeldt. To find a full list of podcast episodes, download the tools and worksheets, and access other great content, visit the website at thinkingoutsidethebud.com. And don't forget to sign up for the free newsletter at thinkingoutsidethebud.com forward slash newsletter. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.